0: Thank you for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We pray the following message will be encouraging to you. For more information about us, visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the Creator. A lot of people away on vacation. A lot of people chose the beach this morning. It's hard to blame them, but I'm glad that you guys are here and I'm I'm gonna pray that man, you're here for a reason, right? We're here for a reason. Everybody that needs to be here, I pray that they're here. And Father, we just ask your word, Lord God. Your word is already anointing, it's already powerful, it's already breaking. It's already loaded with breakthrough. It's already, Lord God, loaded with everything and anything that we need. Lord God, we just pray that we'd be able to deliver and receive today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Give God, put your hands together for Jesus. All right. I'm excited this morning. On Father's Day, a couple of Sundays ago, we had a baby dedication that I won't soon forget. First, because it was Father's Day, and I thought that was such a cool day for a baby dedication. But also because there were 13 children that we, that we presented to the Lord that day. And I have those certificates here, by the way. Come see me after. I wonder how many of those families are here today, just two weeks later. But we won't go there. Jair, what's up, man? Over here. Thank you, man. Now we're good. That's the anointing. The most memorable, that Sunday I shared a message called, Copy Me. And and the most memorable thing for me about that Sunday was the picture of men standing all around the sanctuary with the sign, Copy Me, on their chest. And I only hope and pray that every man that stood up that day would not be able to shake that picture from their existence so easily and hopefully not, not by, by, by this time, two weeks later. See, that's a powerful picture of men just standing around the entire sanctuary so that wherever a young person would look or wherever a child would look, there was a man someplace that said, copy me. That's, that's, you, you understand, I, I, I wish I could express the power behind that. That everywhere a child or a young man or a young adult would look, there's a man standing there saying, if you're lost, just follow me. If, if, if you're confused, just copy me. If you don't know what to do right now, just copy me. Do, do you understand how powerful? And that is the local church. That is that's that is the local church. Nothing else. It's not about the one guy preaching. It's not about the the, the couple of the, the teams up there singing songs and playing instruments. It's about everywhere a young person, a new person, even an older person, everywhere that they would look, they'd see somebody saying, if you're lost, copy me. If if, if you, you're you not fully getting everything that's happening here, just, just copy me. If you're confused, just do what I do. Amen? Isn't that powerful? Thank you. See, the truth is whether we wear that sign or not, the truth still stands, doesn't it? The sign is still there. As as parents, fathers, mothers, aunts, uncles, teachers, coaches, employers, employees, as Christians, wherever we find ourselves in life, someone is watching and someone is going to copy. Amen? No? Do we need to wake up or something? We need to stand? Amen. Thank you, Eric. All right. Amen. See, well, last week, another parent came up to me last week and said, you know, um... Can we do another baby dedication? And and my first reaction was like, We just did 13. <laughs> we missed it? We, missed, we just did 13. And but quickly I responded, Of course we can. Why not? Why, why why wouldn't we? Of course we will do another baby dedication. And in my mind, I was thinking, well, all right. You know, it's not Father's Day, it's not 13, it's it's another child that we're going to present to the Lord and and I'll just tell Pastor Sal to do it in the worship or I'll just, you know, we'll work it into to, to the worship time or whatever. And then I, I quickly kind of got convicted and I said, no, 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 that that child is no different than the other 13. That child is not as least important or 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 any by any means. There's not one reason why we shouldn't celebrate that one as big as we did all the others. Amen? And 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 I was quickly reminded of one of the biggest reasons why we planted this church in the first place. See, and and, and so I didn't want to just fit another baby dedication into the service, and so this child today, I want to continue on the message that I left off on Father's Day. And today's message, I want to entitle it, Copy Me Too. Amen? Oh, you like that? Copy Me Too. Or Copy Me Too. Amen? Depends on how you look at it, right? See, the founding team, what you need to understand if you're new here, if if you don't know us all, the founding team of, of this church, we were a youth ministry team. That's all we did. Youth ministry. We were all about young people. My wife and I were involved for over 10 years with young people. And we saw some great successes. Some of them are still here. But we also saw a lot of young people that didn't make it. We saw a lot, of, uh, a lot of young people that, that they just didn't make it. And, and the most frustrating thing about that for us is that most of those kids that didn't make it already came in set up to fail. They, they already had everything against them. Most of those that didn't make it, they were the, 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 those were the kids that they weren't even forced to come to church because their parents didn't come to church because the parents could care less if they were in church or not. As a matter of fact, a lot of parents, when when those when, when those kids got in trouble, they punished them by not coming to youth. And I used to lose my mind. I said, no, this is where he needs to be when he's in trouble don't don't take everything else away but don't take Friday night away from this young person take everything else away but don't take a youth convention or a youth rally away from this person this young person needs to be around some some young people that maybe one or two are excited about Jesus they need to be in that environment don't take that away and so One of, of, see because, and and so many of them, they were set up to fail. And and we saw that, man, for so many of those young people, it was already too late. They were already so messed up at 13, 14 years old. The father had already patted them on the back and gave them a box of condoms and said, just protect yourself. And then they're coming to youth and I'm telling them, you need to save yourself. You need to not give yourself away. But dad is saying, I bought you a a 12 pack. Let me know when you need another one. They were already set up to fail. And the only men that were standing around them at that time with copy me signs on their chest were the Wu-Tang Clan and Method Man and Eminem, Ozzy Osbourne and all of those likes. And, and the one, one of the driving forces that, that God used in us to have us plant this church was we need to get to these kids before they become troublemakers in youth. We need, to, we need to get them while they're still children. We need to, and as a matter of fact, we need to do more. We need to get a hold of their parents. We need to get a hold of the family. We need to, to, to get in there before because we know that, that if we could influence the man in the house, or even, you know, the enemy knew that if he could influence the man in the house, or even get the man out the house, he'll influence the whole family. And so that was one of the 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 main reasons for us even planting this church. I I have my copy machine up here with me again today to remind you that children are copying you. Um, Forgive me if this turns into a parenting lesson and and don't blow this off if you're not a parent or if you're a young person, because trust me, there's something in here for you. But children see and children do. Let me give you a couple of quotes. It's not only children who grow, parents do too. As much as we watch to see what the children do with their lives, they're watching us to see what we do with ours. I can't tell my children to reach for the sun. All I can do is reach for it myself. Children are the living messages that we send to a time that we will not see. What a child doesn't receive, he can seldom later give. Point, you guys know this one, point your kids in the right direction and when they're old, they won't be lost. That's from Proverbs 22. The NIV puts it this way, train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old, he will not turn from it. Well, listen to this quote. To bring up a child in the way he should go, travel that way yourself once in a while. Amen? See, I love to look at Jesus' ministry style. He went around telling stories that enforced and brought the scripture to life. More importantly, he walked around living out the scripture being scripture. Jesus was the Word. And, and John, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then in, in 14, later on, it says, and the Word became flesh. So Jesus was the Word, and He walked around not, not quoting the Word to everybody. He walked around living the Word. If I recall, the people He quoted the scripture to were the people that thought they knew it, like Satan. And, and the Pharisees and everybody that religious folk. Those are the people he spoke scripture to. Everybody else, he just lived scripture. He became scripture, amen? He said, he said uh, what, what, what he did, you know, what he said to everybody, the, the main phrase that he used to everybody was he, he would meet people and he would say, Larry, follow me. He would go to the fishermen and bring them up. He would say, hey, hey, you, 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 and you, follow me. Right? To put it in context of today's message, Jesus said, copy me. Didn't he? It's the same thing. He said, copy me. He, he, didn't, he didn't give him the whole what, where, how, or, or how, or why, or what for. He just said, listen, just copy me. I'm the word. Copy me. Amen? and so he said in john 5 19 listen to this i i tell you the truth the son this is jesus words the son can do nothing by himself he can only do what he sees the father doing because whatever the father does the son does also think about that in our context right here whatever the father does the son also does children see children do does that apply See, God, let's let break down the whole thing God sent the law and, and with the law, He taught us how we should live but, 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 you know, we quickly found out we couldn't keep the law And then there were sacrifices for when we couldn't keep the law And then we quickly found out we couldn't keep the sacrifices To keep the law that we couldn't keep in the, you, you, you understand? And so, we, all of that was to show us Listen, you can't do it by yourself You can't None of you is good enough. None of you is religious enough. None of you can keep it by yourself. We couldn't keep. So then God sent himself in the flesh in the form of a son. And this son who knew the word and was the word, he didn't come to just give us more words. He came and said, copy me. I do what my father does. If you copy me, you'll be fine. Just follow me. I'll lead you to the Father. As a matter of fact, he says in John 10, there is no other way to get to him. Anybody else that tries to go around is a thief or robber. You, you can't get in. I'm the gate, Jesus said. Follow me, copy me. There is no other way. So I don't care what the world is telling you today, where we hear everywhere, there's so many different ways to God. There's so many different ways to enlightenment. No, Jesus said, I'm the gate. If, if, if you don't want to take that, then you have to rip that chunk out the Bible and, and, and go with the rest. But He made it really clear, I'm the gate. Anybody else that goes in any other way is a thief and a robber. Amen? There is no other way. And so, you see, what, what I'm starting to realize is that Paul understood that on a level that, that maybe a lot of us haven't understood yet. He had spoken. Paul had done the same thing. Now, he spoke the word to the churches that he planted. Paul was a church planter. He taught them. He brought scriptures to them. He broke it down. He He, he led by example. And so, you know, he wanted them to have a basic understanding of God's heart. But after all of that, He saw that something was missing. After all of that, he he realized, man, they're still having too many issues in church. Church folk are having too many issues. Where does that sound familiar? Right? This is Paul speaking to the churches that he's planted, and he realized, man, church folk are just not getting it. They're having too many issues. They're making big things out of nothing, and they're, they're making little, little things what should be big, and, and they're just not getting it. So Paul, in, 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 in following Jesus, he said, they're still having too many issues. So what did he do? He put his entire life on the line, and instead of just laying out more rules to follow, he said in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, follow my example as I follow Christ. In other words, Paul said, just copy me too. Jesus said, copy me. Paul said, copy me too. Come on, that's good stuff. He said, copy me too. And see, when when you read the beginning of the letter that we know as 1 Corinthians, he starts off greeting all the believers and he says, to those sanctified in Christ and called to be holy. He's talking to us. How many of you, have you ever been told that you were called to be holy? That's not something like we... We don't greet people like that anymore, right? Hey, to the sanctified church and those called to be holy. That's not... That would probably make some people feel uncomfortable, right? People probably get offended. Hey, brother, you're called to be holy. Uh, your mother. You know, don't, don't tell me... Like, like if you curse them or something. No, no, brother. I said you're called to be holy. You're called to be holy. Problem... Probably the problem... Why people would get offended is because a lot of us in church, we'd say it legalistically, right? We'd wait for somebody to mess up and say, hey, brother, you're called to be holy. You know, and then kind of judge them and condemn them like that. But but Paul was just saying, listen, to all of those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be holy. And that's all. uh, Tell the person next to you, you're called to be holy. I don't care what you've been called, you're called to be holy. I don't care what anybody else has ever called you. I don't care what you were called growing up, you were called to be holy. You and I are called to be holy and that's an awesome thing, isn't it? So he starts off in in Corinthians, he starts off by telling them how they should live. He said, you were called to be holy, so live like this. And and if you want to read, just read, you should read through Corinthians. It talks about marriage and relationships. It talks about idols and sacrifices, about respect and encouragement, about divisions in the church. He talks about love and sexual immorality, nobody wants to hear that today. He talks about freedom in Christ. And then throughout all of those chapters, you can find every answer to every question you have about living a godly life did you know that you don't have to come to church on sunday day to to, as a matter of fact this is not where you come to learn how to live a godly life you're supposed to be figuring this thing out wrestling in the word with it read through corinthians read through first corinthians everything in there the whole book is just telling us how we should live but paul understood jesus's call to follow him and his role to make disciples. And so what he says is, if you can't remember all of this, if at any time you're lost, if you forget all of this, just follow me, do what I do, go where I do, copy me too. If you're like me, you hate, I I hate personally giving people directions. My wife laughs at me when everybody asks me for directions. She's like, I I hope you're not going to do it. I'm just, I'm not good with directions. I know how to get places, but I'm not good with directions. And so, you too? Amen. Praise the Lord for GPS. Amen. But, see, so I'm not good. I can get you places, but I'm not good giving directions. And many times when people have asked me in the street, you know, how do you get there? And I know exactly where it is. But, so I start, well, um... Okay, um... Okay, we're... Your car, which way is your car facing? That Okay, so your car's facing this way. And, it, and I go through this whole thing, and usually what I end up doing is you know what? Where are you? Bring your car here. Fo- follow me, copy me. Usually what I end up doing is copying me out. Uh, and even if it's out of my way, but I, I, I'll drive them to the entrance of the highway that they were looking for. Or I'll drive them to the place. I'll just say, follow me. I'm not good with directions. Follow me. You know why? Because, see, I might not be good with directions, but I've learned how to lead. I know that God has called me to be a leader. And so I've learned how to lead. And I know how to lead in, in a car. I know, how to, I, I know how to have people lead. I've had 13 car Convoys following me to the, to the Lagos, all right, or to, the, to the beach. I've had, I've had 10, 11 cars following me to a youth convention four or five hours away. I've, had, you know, I've learned how to lead. I know that if, if the light changes on me and, and the person behind me doesn't make it, I know how to pull over where they can see me and put my hazards on to attract attention. And I know how not to move again until they're right behind me. See, I know how to lead. I know how if we're in the highway and we get mixed up and and people start, you know how people, I hate people that don't follow closely, right? Is that the worst? People that are like, no, I set a cruise control at 45 and that's it. If you want to do 50, that's on you, or 55. And so, you know, you follow, and everybody starts cutting cutting the people off that are following you, right? I, I hate that, but I've learned... I've learned how to lead so that if people cut in front of us or in between us, I know how to get in the middle lane and bring it down to 30 and put my hazards on. And all those jokers that cut us off will quickly, but they'll get out the way. And they'll leave us alone. And then I know not to move ahead again until my whole crew got their blinkers on and they're right behind me following. See, I, I learned how to lead. Amen? I also, one, one more thing that, we, that we'll do, if somebody's leading you in a car, and, I, and I'm sure you guys do this too, if, if you come to a toll, what's the best thing to do? Pay the toll for the car behind you, for your, for your friend. Because that way, when your friend gets to the toll, he never has to take his eyes off of you. He, he just gets waved by in the toll and then he follows you. Amen. See, uh, that's, that's leading. That's leading. And, and basically, that's what Jesus came to do. He came to lead us. Paul, said, Paul followed after Jesus like that. He came to lead us. He leads us in a way that we can follow. He leads us and, and he knows that, you know, he wants us to follow close. And, and if we follow close, the awesome thing is that Jesus pays every toll. Come on, that's good understand that for you if we follow close Jesus pays every toll when we try to get ahead of God and we get to the tolls before God God says you got you got there on your own I guess you got money pay it right but, the, but, but a lot of times what we do in a lot of our situations we go ahead of God we get to the toll before God and we try to tell the toll booth no no son he's he's coming he's coming the God that's paying my toll is coming the guy with my easy pass is coming. And so after we've done something, that's us praying. God, you got to get me out of this mess. God, you got to supply. God, you got to do this. God, you got to do this. Jesus and God is saying, I told you to follow me, not go ahead of me. Follow me. If you were following close behind me, you'd be on JC's easy pass. And it'd just be there. We waving you every time you get to a toll, you'd be waved on. Isn't that a good feeling? Anybody Anybody ever follow somebody and the guy in front of you paid the toll for you? If you ever hang out with Joe, Joe does that all the time. So when you go places, let Joe go in front. Number one, he's got easy pass and number, I mean, he's got a GPS. And number two, he usually pays the toll. So tell him, Joe, I'll follow behind you. Trick, shh, don't, don't tell him I told you. Hallelujah. Okay, I have my copier up here with me again because I want to teach you a basic principle with it. It's a really good principle and I think you're going to be so much better off for learning this today. A copier only puts out what you put into it. Do we understand that? It's all right, I don't, That's all right. It's all right, don't worry about it. A copier only puts out what you put into it, right? It only makes a copy of what's inside. You can't put a... It's all right, don't worry about it. You can't put a picture of an ugly gorilla in it on the glass. Hit copy and get a picture of a beautiful flower. You understand that basic principle? A, a copy... You can't put a, a an ugly guy and then get a good looking guy. And I say, God, I don't want no women beating me up. So, you, you understand? It only makes an exact copy. It, it, you can't put something else in and get something else out. You, you, you get that, right? It's a real basic, easy principle, right? Copy means to make something similar or identical. This copy machine illustrates a godly principle found throughout the Word of God called reaping and sowing. Alright? And the best way to help people understand something throughout the Word of God, what, what Jesus did, what Paul did, they would use illustrations, like I'm doing right now. And, and so back then, the illustration that would make sense to them was farming. So the illustration that they used a lot was farming, because people understood farming. If, if we started talking about farming, you guys would be like, get okay, farming, I, we live in concrete, there's nothing. Right? I never planted anything in my life. Right? A lot of us would say, if I, if I start talking about the, the basics of a seed and, you know, the germination, I'm like, Keheso, what are you talking about, bro? That's, that doesn't know. But to them, farming made sense. This copy machine to us makes sense, doesn't it? Real simple, right? Nobody's confused. Nobody gave me the dumb look. No, when you put something in, that's what comes out. It's the same principle of reaping and sowing. You understand? Sowing and reaping. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting it twisted, right? Sowing and reaping. It's the same principle. So... Jesus used that way and just like this copy machine you know you can't get what you what you can't get out what you put in so in other words what you plant is what you're gonna grow you see the what you plant is what you're gonna grow and it's it's a really simple principle if you plant apple seeds you're gonna get orange seeds Okay, so whatever you plant is what you sow. You, you can't get that twisted. It's really simple. You, you understand that, right? Whatever you sow, whatever you plant, will determine what you reap, what you get back in harvest time. Okay? If you don't want to grow apples, or better yet, if you don't like what's growing come harvest time, change the seed. If you don't like what you're getting, change the seed. Okay? Start, to, start to grab that. Now, now I know if you've been in church for a little bit, you've probably heard a million messages on reaping and sowing, and they're all about money. right? I mean, it's a great illustration to use for money. And so, so many preachers use it for money. But the, the bottom line is, I can't even like, fault them because it's true reaping and, and, you know, sowing and reaping, it, it fits perfectly and it does apply to money. It's a really basic principle. You, whatever, whenever you, you, you sow something into something good, like ministry a church, you're going to reap the benefits, blessings, provisions. It's all true. I'm not going to deny that. If you aren't reaping anything, if you aren't getting blessings, money, favor, provisions, it's probably because you aren't planting anything. Is, is that clear? If you're not getting anything, you're probably not planting. Listen, only a crazy farmer would waste the sowing season doing nothing and then come to a field at harvest time and expect to get something. Do you understand what I'm saying? Only, only a, a crazy secretary would put a document into a copier with all misspelling and bad grammar and, and all kinds of... and expect the thing to come out fixed. You understand? That would be great though, wouldn't it? Just throw it in there and it come out fixed. But silly, silliness, is not gonna happen because sowing and reaping in a copy machine is the same thing. It's just whatever you put in is what you're gonna get out. Are, are, are we getting that? So many people neglect, listen, all I say about this, so many people neglect tithing, neglect offering, and, and they realize they're not planting a seed, and, and, and they neglect, and then they're, they're the ones that are asking God all the time for financial miracles. They're the ones asking God all the time for provisions. God, you got to do this. God, you got to do that. And then, and, and what happens is, uh, a lot of times, we're, what we're saying with that is we're, is we're saying, God, I can't trust you yet. Okay, we're, we're saying, I can't trust you right now, but when I make enough money, when you bless me enough, then I'll give back. And, and then I'll tithe, or then I'll give an offering. But there's another principle in God's, in God's word that says, if I can't trust you with little, you won't get no more. Okay, if I can't trust you with little, I won't give no more. Pay your own tolls. When you're ready to follow me, then then you could depend on that. But there is no reaping without sowing. You can't expect to reap where you haven't sown. Except, the word of God says when we're obedient, then we can reap even where we haven't sown. Amen? Amen? I've experienced that in my life. I, I, I get to, even this whole church for me has just been reaping where I haven't sown. It's been unbelievable, the, the reaping that I've done. But that's not because, and, and I, it's awesome because I've seen fruit come out where I haven't planted seed. And that's awesome, and that's miraculous, but that's God's doing, and that's only when we're obedient. Because if I wasn't obedient with a little, I would get no more. I won't get no more. I won't get no more. Alright, I'll leave that alone. Let me get back to children though, because this isn't a message on money, but somebody needed to hear that because some of you are lying to God and, and you know, you, you, you have to go and get your, your, get your trust right and get back into God and just trust Him and leave the results to Him, but I'll leave that alone. <laughs> That's between you and the Lord. Because you're not going to stop my blessing, you understand? Because if I get ten and I give one, I get blessed. Amen? And, and I'm good. And that's it. And, and it doesn't matter to me. I'm just trying to show you what the Word says. I'm trying to teach you what the Word says. I'm not using it to manipulate you. I'm not, I'm not going to take a second offering. So relax. Everybody just breathe. Relax. The baskets are not coming up again. The ushers are not standing up. Relax. This is just teaching. Okay? You, you, you plant and you reap. And, and, it's, and it's a beautiful thing. Because sometimes, you know, the little tiny little seed that you put in, you get this ridiculous tree that has millions of seeds that you can take and plant more and more trees and seeds and plant and seeds. And before you know it, you got your own forest of blessing. Do you understand that? But, but, but we go backwards and we say, no, I just want to grab somebody else's forest and shake it and take some of their seed. And, but, but if the seed isn't planted, it's no more grow. Eventually the tree dies, right? You're done. Alright, I, I said I'll leave it alone, leave it alone. This principle applies to everything. In Job 4 it says, those who sow trouble reap it right? So if you sow joy, you reap joy. If you sow happiness, you reap happiness. If you sow, like Eric, excitement, you reap excitement. Right? Anybody been around Eric? It's hard to not be excited around Eric because you'll feel not normal or you'll feel like depressed because he reaps excitement. And so you're around him you're like, ah, you get excited you're around people like that whatever they they read they, they you, you get it you you understand if you sow anger you get anger if you, all you sow is depression you have huge depression trees in your life if all you sow is regret you'll have a forest of regret and and it'll be all around you till you can't see anything past the the branches of regret <coughs> till so you can't see the sun anymore you can't enjoy the rain or the flowers you've planted so much regret that it's all around you and and, and listen today I believe God just wants to take a a, a chainsaw or some of that and just open up a path and let you see clearly and let you see that there's life outside of that depression there's life outside of that anger there's life outside of that regret yeah you're messed up yeah your life might suck right now God wants to clear a path and let you plant new seed and get that please, I'm not asking for money so understand that, let's be clear this is for you, not for me I got the principle, I I figured it out amen, I got that much let's talk about our children this principle is vital, if you get this principle you could argue with it all you want, but the bottom line is that's what it is, is what it is it works so you could deny it, you could fight it, you could say that's just uh, ministers trying to, whatever If I learn a principle and it works, I'm gonna use it. Good advice for you? If the principle works, use it. So use it to your advantage. Let's talk about our children. If you don't like what you're getting, if you don't like what's growing, change the seed. Come on. If you don't like the way your children are speaking, the words that they're saying, then check what's being planted and change the seed. If, 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 if you don't like a certain behavior, then check what's being planted. Check who's planting and change the seed. You understand the principle works no matter who does it. Okay. It works no matter who does it. When the wicked plant, the, the, they, they grow. It works. The principle works. It doesn't matter who's doing it. It's just a matter of what you're going to get. So if you're not liking what you're getting from your children, find out what's being planted or who's doing the planting and change the seed. (laughs) You can't keep planting the same thing and expect something different to come out at harvest time. Do you understand that? The greatest thing about reaping and sowing is that every season, a wise planter or parent can adjust the seed to get different results. I'm glad me and Eric are excited about that. Let me give you some trial and error shortcuts. Planting for dummies. If you aren't planting quality time seeds, you won't get quality relationship fruit. If you aren't planting integrity seed, you won't get character coming from that. You can't plant, cursing, lying, cheating, robbing, and reap anything but cursing, planting, cheating, robbing. Do you understand? I I see it in the supermarket all the time. Kids, parents grabbing their kids, put that down. Oh my Lord. And then, it could be on the same line. The kid says, I don't give a peep." Who told you how to speak like that? Don't be cursing. Like, are you kidding me? I've seen it. I'm not lying. I've seen it. I'm sure many of you have. I'm sure all the teachers in here see it. Right? You, 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 wonder, you wonder why is this little fourth grader cursing kids out of school and then the parent shows up for, for a uh, <laughs> parent-teacher conference. Listen, I don't know what you're teaching because of PPP. Like, oh, I understand little man now. I understand this seed is planted at home and it's growing in, in, in school. If you don't like what's growing, change the seed. Amen? Listen, we need to take the planting role back from the enemy. We need to take the planting back from the enemy. The enemy is a master planter. You understand? He's been planting forever. He started with Eve. He said, surely you won't die. Surely you can have that fruit. Surely that's not gonna kill you. Surely God is holding out on you. Planting seeds. What grew? She grabbed it, pop, pop, pop. Now we're not naked anymore and happy. I'll let, I'll let that get around and you get it. We need to take the planting role back from the enemy. The enemy of our souls has been allowed. To, to be the sole planter in our children's fields. I'll give you a wonderful example. MTV plants gangsters, pimps, players, and video hoes. And what comes out of this generation? Gangster, pimp, player, video ho wannabes. Am I lying? You can't plant a seed that says women are boobs and booties and raise from that seed young girls that respect their bodies. You can't raise from that same seed young men who respect women's bodies. Do you understand that? You can't plant airbrushed images, seeds, and raise young ladies that are comfortable with some curves and some shape. One person, amen. The rest of you still believe in the hype that you're not supposed to have the curves. You can't plant spring break seeds and expect young men and women who honor their bodies and save themselves for for marriage. You can't plant tequila seeds and expect young men and women who are not confused about their sexuality. Am I speaking to anybody today? If you're not happy with the results, change the damn seed. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I'm not, I don't mean that as a curse. I mean you're planting damned seed and you're growing damned kids. You're growing damned generation. Change the damned seed. Plant some blessed bless seed. Blessed seed. Plant some anointed seed. Plant some prayer seed. Plant plant some fasting seed. Plant good seed. Stop complaining that the ground is bad or the soil is hard or or life is rough or you had it bad or you didn't have enough. Plant some good seed and watch the thing grow. You'll, You'll be amazed at what you grew. There's no magic to it. God does everything. All we do is plant the seed. None of you can understand how a little seed grows an oak tree. Can any of you do the chemistry on that? None of you can understand that. We we can't fathom how something this little grows a tree that we make buildings from or that. You, I, I, we can't understand that. All we know is that if you plant it, we get this big tree and apples grow and we eat apples. Oh wow, and inside the apple there's a seed. And you take that little seed, and you plant that little seed. Whew. Oh, wow! There's another big tree with a lot of apples. Do, do you understand the beauty? There's magic there that you don't understand. And the beauty of is you don't have to understand. Plant the right seed and you get the right result. That's what I love about Paul in 1 Corinthians. He's willing to lead not just with words, but with his life. He says, copy me. Paul says, I know you may not have had the greatest examples in your life. I know you may not have had the right models to follow yourself growing up, but just copy me. I will lead you in a way that you can follow. I'll get you to where you need to be. I will live and die to lead you to life. I wish that the church would adopt that and say, listen, I know, I I know, man, some of you didn't have this growing up. I know some of you are first generation Christians in your whole family. I know you didn't have the right models. I know you didn't have the right fathers. I know you didn't have the right environment. Some of you don't even know your fathers. I know, but listen, I will live and die so that you can live and have life. Copy me too. And if the church did that, we wouldn't even need preachers. If we did that, we'd just come celebrate on Sunday. It'd just be a party for a couple of hours and then we'd go eat. We wouldn't need, because everybody's a minister and we'd all be ministering. We'd come here just to celebrate, to give testimony. To give, to give revelation, to give instruction. But everybody just be looking around saying, no, 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 there's none of that around. My, no, not my kids. No, not my kids. No, and follow me. And, and men would raise up. And men would grab other people's kids in the right way and say, copy me. You, you're friends with my son? Come on, copy me. You're friends with my daughter? You want to be my daughter's boyfriend? Brother, you better copy me big time. Yeah. Copy me hard. Follow me close. Or I'll make sure you get lost. No. Follow me close. Because, because listen, because listen. Because listen. As a daddy, I've already told my, showed my daughter what to expect. And so any knucklehead stepping up to them is going to have a big shoe to fill. I've showed them what they deserve I've showed them what they should expect They've seen me how I act with my wife They've seen me when I'm not preaching here They see me at home They see me when somebody cuts me off on the street They see me when the car don't start Or when somebody steals something out the car They've seen me, they watch If you don't like what you're getting, change the seed Well, all right. we're going to end the service today with that baby dedication we started talking about. I want to do exactly the same way as we did it the other time. Only this time I'm not just going to call the men to hold up signs. I realize there's some homes in here that have no men. And I realize there's a lot of moms in here that got to fight and struggle and have a hard time. And, and we celebrate you. Not, not for whatever reason you got there, but we celebrate you because you're doing it. Because when, because when the man decided, I don't need to be, I can walk away from this, you didn't have that option and you stuck with it. And so we celebrate you for that today. But the reason that we're here as a community together is to say you're not alone. We have extra men here. Not for you to get involved with, not for you to sleep with, not for you to experiment with, but we have other men here to get involved in your life, to help you stand, to help you make good decisions, to provide security, to provide safety, to provide training and teaching, to provide support, to help you change your flat. I know you're woman enough to do it, I know you don't need us to do it, but we're here for that. Amen? We, we are that kind of men that we're here for that. I know I'm not being chauvinistic. I'm not saying you can't change your own tire. I'm saying you shouldn't have to. Yeah. Amen. <clears throat> <clears throat> Young people, will you hear me real quick? If your parents haven't planted good seed, you're not off the hook. You're sitting here with us because you're not in children's church. Which means you're not a children, you understand? Okay, so if, if anything but if just damn seed is what's being planted in your life, guess what? Now you know better. Now you know why. Now you could understand something say, oh man, Maybe that's why I'm always cursing. Maybe that's why I'm always trying to look for love in the wrong places. Maybe, that, maybe I need to change the seed. Maybe that's why I'm always confused. Maybe that's why I'm always mixed up. Maybe I need to change the seed. So young people, no more excuses. Change the damn seed. Amen? Change the seed. You will see different results. If you don't agree with me, you could come back to me two or three weeks later after you've really tried. Let a season go by because sowing and reaping, it takes a season, you understand. Now, don't go today and say a little prayer and then come back next week. Well, I prayed and nothing happened. I'm still confused. Yeah, well, you know, do you do that with an apple tree? Did you put a little seed and then come back next day and say nothing's there? Obviously, this doesn't work. Yeah, look around. There's a million trees, so obviously it does work right? But it's a season. You have to season. You have to plant and water and sun and give it the right environment. And, and there's a lot of things that God has to do to it, but you have to leave it there. You have to be obedient. Young people, please change the seed and, and, and you won't be able to contain what's happening in your life. As that family comes up right now and joins us, Family that's uh, dedicating the child and everybody that's going to stand with you. You guys can come and stand up here with us. Yeah, you can grab that. Thanks. Amen. Amen. Good little man in his suit. Listen to me. Let's bow our heads real quick. I want to ask every one of you, including those listening to this message on the internet. Will you stand today confessing to follow Christ with your life in a way that others can follow? Will you stand up for our children? Will you finally understand that someone is following you and will you take the responsibility for the seed and start planting good seed, blessed seed, life seed? Will you turn and say today, not just to this child, that's being presented today to the Lord, but to every kid in this church, to every kid in your family, to every one of your children, to every one of your children's friends and relatives, would you say to them, copy me too, as I copy Christ. Church, that's the gospel. That's the gospel. If that's you, will you stand? And would you give this to everyone that's standing? And I want you to wear it, just like like my man is wearing it up there on the screen. And ushers, we also have those other papers that I gave you. Would you hand those out real quick and give me a copy of one of those? Make sure the family has one here. You guys can share on, just you know, give one to every other person. Make sure they have one. If you're, standing to, if you're standing today, I want you to hold up that copy me sign. Copy me too. What is his name? Chris? Christopher. All right, Christopher. I want you to hold it up like it's going to mean something to Christopher. I want Christopher to see a sea of people that are saying, I stand with you, you can copy me too. Wow, whoever has a camera, come up here and take some pictures because this is beautiful. Amen. We're going to read this like we did for the other baby dedication because we're all going to stand. It's not me and it's not just those that are standing with the parents today. It's, it's us. We're going to stand as a church. So hold that sign on one and then hold the other thing in front or look on with somebody. And where it says men and family, that's what you guys are going to read, all right? And where it says parents, that's where you guys are going to read. Amen. Let's do this. God has entrusted you with a magnificent responsibility with this precious gift of life. Ah, oh, I love that. We stand with you. Scripture commands that you teach your child about the Lord. Only then will they be adequately equipped for the challenges of this life and sufficiently prepared to meet the Lord when he returns. But your child's spiritual welfare will not be accomplished simply by telling him about Jesus. It is the words of your mouth combined with the obvious presence of the Holy Spirit in your own life that will effectively communicate the message of God's love and saving power to Christopher. God expects you to teach, to teach a child through the example of a godly life. As a church, we are all part of the family of God. And as a family, we need to work alongside these, this family in their efforts to portray Christ to Christopher. As we merely, as, as we, are we merely spectators or will we rise to the challenge of being brothers and sisters in Christ and exhibit godly characteristics and thus provide continuity in what is being taught at home and what is being seen at church? father we present christopher to you right now lord god father we know lord god that that this is just a prayer but we know that you hear prayers we know that this doesn't guarantee anything in christopher or for his family but father we know that you hear our prayers and so god we lift this family up to you right now we lift christopher up to you we pray your hand on his life we pray that you would select his friends we pray that you would control his environment we pray that that you would keep him from harm, that you would keep him from sickness, that you would keep him from being polluted, Lord God, that you would keep him from bad seed. Father, today we plant good seed in Christopher. Today we plant good seed in Christopher. Blessed seed in Christopher. Seeds of life. Seeds of living water. Seeds of love and honor and respect and commitment. We commit to Christopher today that, God, we will follow you so that he can follow us to you. We thank you for his life. We thank you for his family. We ask you to bless them. Let the joy and peace of Christ rest in each of their homes and in each of those that are standing today, those that committed today to saying, I will walk in a way that God, that, that others can follow. I'll walk in a way that God is leading me. I, I, will, I will walk in a way that others can copy. Father, I ask For a blessing on those that are standing, Lord God. Father, I ask right now, Lord God, that compromise be broken. I ask right now, as a matter of fact, no. I speak death to every ill seed that's been planted in their life. I speak death to addiction. I speak death to confusion. Right now, we pull it up by the root and we rip it out of them. We rip it out of them. Confusion, depression, anger, regret, sickness, disease. We grab it by the root and in Jesus' name we kill it. And today we plant good seed. Today we plant seeds of joy, seeds of life, seeds of laughter, seeds of enjoyment, seeds of dedication, seeds of commitment, seeds, Lord God, that would, of courage. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, and we pray that you're going to water this seed, that you're going to make the magic happen while it's in the ground planted. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you just high-five somebody next to you? It's too hot to hug, but would you just love on this family? God bless you. God bless you. Christopher, God bless you. Thank you for supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship.